Hello, and welcome to another message from God's Way Through Christ Ministry, where we aspire to live life on purpose through the sharing of God's Word. Here is Pastor Nate with today's message. Hello, and welcome to another message from God's Way Through Life Ministry. Thank you for joining us for this Sunday service and the sharing of God's Word. This is where we study, learn, and abide in our personal journeys along our daily walk with Christ. And if there is one thing that I know for sure, that is, there is our way and there is God's way. Father, we thank you for this once again opportunity to come together to join in hopefully like minds and hearts and one unified spirit to hear, listen, partake, feast on your word, your message, your principles, values, precepts, uh, your message that is delivered to your people uh, using me as a, as a vessel. Father, I am so humbled by that opportunity. Let those who are listening hear you, see you, and feel your presence in their lives that is what this is all about to encourage them inspire them lift them up um, and, and and cause them to remain steadfast in their living a life that is pleasing in your sight that is what this is all about and that they can develop a relationship with you to further that bearing producing good fruits this we ask and pray in your precious son, Jesus name. Amen. And amen. So today I, I want to talk about obstacles and resources. Obstacles can imply a shortage of or, or a blockage of some type and resources are what we utilize leverage to get through those. So my question for you, how often do you feel stuck in place or, or even trapped? You, you can't move beyond where you're at uh, in a bind uh, unable to to move forward and even escape where it is that you're at you know maybe it's a it's a dream that you're chasing that you you, you for some reason has it seems like it's just evading you and it may be that you're procrastinating you know, putting it off fearing that you may fail if you attempt to do that and and or worse and that is you you know that you can but don't feel you're worthy because of your past and if that sounds like you and what you're feeling this this message is for you i'm going to read from the book of isaiah and this chapter like its previous chapters really speaking to uh freeing god's people um in in that period of time and was again to encourage and inspire and lift them up and give them hope. I'm going to read from Isaiah um, 43, verses 16 through 19 from the NIV. Isaiah chapter 43, verses 16 through 19 from the NIV. Verse 16, this is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together. 
and they lay there never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. Forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up in you. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. So the title and topic for today is Don't Hold Back. Don't Hold Back. When we focus or, or allow ourselves to be haunted by our past, we shortchange ourselves. We, we actually uh, inflict harm on ourselves and our, our godly purpose unnecessarily. We, we limit our ability to grow and flourish. We humans tend to talk to ourselves. Yes, there's a crazy person that lives in your head. And, and we can talk ourselves out of something before even trying to accomplish it. Sometimes that's based on fear of failing, stemming from past attempts where you lacked the success you thought you were going to achieve or wanted to achieve. Other, other times, it's because we lack the faith or confidence, if, if we're being really honest. Thinking that great things are not possible for us uh, because we've done something wrong or we are guilt-ridden. In other words, we hold ourselves back, right, um, by being our own worst critic and enemy. This is, in a way, holding ourselves in captivity, mentally, much like the people of God in the scriptures I just read inferred to. They were in captivity. They were in a place they didn't want to be. They wanted out. It was not a good place. It was bad. It wasn't good for them. We can do that, that level and degree of captivity within the recesses and confines of our mind, within our bodies, if we think along that way. So first, I don't want to call it advice. I want, I want to say this is an instruction because it's biblically supported. Let go of your past. Let go. By holding on to what has already happened, a mistake made, uh, a bad judgment, uh, sins repented from, we put ourselves in a purpose-restricting bondage. We can, in fact, imprison ourselves in such a bad and unhealthy place that it can become suffocating. Can't even breathe. My chest is tight and constricted, and I'm, I'm just so repressed and oppressed by this. What we want most at times like that is, is to be released to feel that expanse in our lungs like air, to, to be free. I, I can recount personally, countless times, I have talked myself out of doing what I was created and called to do. The conversation in, in my head went something like, you can't, you're not good enough, uh, you, 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 you shouldn't, 
who do you think you are? Um, some people in the clinical uh, mental health world call that imposter syndrome. But we inflict it, not like we've heard it externally, but it's the conversation that goes on in our heads. For me, it went on in my, in my mind. I was judging myself, putting myself down for past mistakes. Uh, this didn't happen because something way back then, or even going so far as rendering myself disqualified. <laughs> I was so busy allowing my thoughts uh, to be held captive by the enemy that they were holding me captive until I shifted my heart and mind away from who I was to whose I am. <laughs> and God has predestined and purposed you to accomplish something. You've given your heart to him. You have developed a relationship with him. You've, you've received the gift of the spirit, the Holy Spirit, which guides and leads you. Nothing standing in the way of you accomplishing what he had purposed you to do. Certainly not your past. And Psalms uh, 103, um, I'm going to read verses 8 through 12. Psalms 103, again, out of the new NIV, um, starting at verse 8. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. So he loves us as far as, as the heavens. And science hasn't been able to measure that distance yet, so consider it to be a lot more than you could imagine. Fear here is a reverence and a respect, right? Understand that. And then removing our transgressions, our sins, as far as the East and the West. And in this case, they don't meet in this round world we live in, but it, way far apart. So if God, the creator of the heavens and the earth is willing to forgive me of my sins for asking, who am I then? to continue to hold judgment. When, when did I get a, appointed to that seat of judgment? We're, we're all human, yes, and we all sin. Frankly, quite regularly. None of us are perfect. That's not even remotely possible. Anyone who says otherwise is not speaking the truth, and in fact, sinning by saying so. Um, this includes Christians as well as non-believers. All have fallen short. All sin. Having, giving our, having, having given our lives to God, being saved uh, from a vile eternity, we repent of our sins and are assured a salvation despite our shortcomings. Now, this does not, however, mean that we can do, act, behave, say, or even think 
whatever we want. That's not the intent. Living a righteous life is pleasing in God's sight, allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you. Some things you, we all fall short. We don't want to, and that's a big difference between being willfully disobedient and having bad judgment, having a lapse in judgment, making a mistake. They say the first time is a mistake. The second through the umpteenth trillionth is a, a choice. So we are expected then to let the Holy Spirit lead us, convict us when we're doing something we ought not be, thinking something that shouldn't be entertained in our mind, and inspire us to live a life that is pleasing in God's sight. Yet, despite that, we will sin at times, but knowing in our relationship that we are forgiven, asking and receiving. So you, you need additional assurance, okay? First John chapter 1, verse 9, out of the NIV. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all righteousness. Now, the Amplify, when it talks about if we confess, that is to freely admit that we have sinned. It also expands on it, true to his own nature and promise when it talks about he's faithful and just. That's who God is. That's what he does. In forgiving our sins, dismiss our lawlessness. I spoke last Sunday about imagine showing up to court. You know you did it. And before entering a plea, before any attorney, the judge says, innocent, not guilty. Dismiss our lawlessness and continuously, again in the Amplified, cleanse us from un unrighteousness. So everything, what's that? Everything not in conformity to his will and purpose thought and action. I'm going to read that again. Everything not in conformity to his will, in purpose, thought, and action. So that's the part about letting go of your past. The second part is let go of the past. As a member of the body of Christ, Christians who have confessed their sins, having been forgiven by God, extending his grace and mercy to us, having received the precious gift of the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us, we are ensured of salvation and eternal life with our Lord. Can a present and future like that overshadow our past? In Isaiah 43 and 18, out of the NIV, it says, Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Spoiler alert. Yesterday ended last night. Uh, the combined wealth of uh, Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, and Warren Buffett cannot buy five seconds of yesterday. We drive our cars looking forward only occasionally glancing in the rearview mirror as a precaution to avoid a crash, collision, or danger. If we were constantly looking in the rearview mirror, head-on collision, bad things happen. In, in other words, we use the knowledge gained from what we have already passed 
to help guide us to make decisions for where we are and where we are headed going forward. There's wisdom that can be gained from that. To dwell is synonymous with taking up residence, hence the word dwelling. We live in dwellings. How can we live in what was and be in what is as in now? Not a mathematical formula for that. Sounds confusing? Well, it should, because we cannot successfully do both, living in the past and living in now. Choose. In, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 in the NIV, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. So, we have no doubt heard testimonies many times of others seeing the impact of their faith in their lives, and, and we believe it to be true. We've, we've seen evidence of that. We can easily believe for others, even in the absence of evidence. I believe that for you. But for some reason, we have a problem believing it for ourselves. Holding on to the past, past experiences, events, bad behaving people, rejection, mistruths, mistreatment, and even betrayal. It's much the same as holding on to, to heavy weights. Imagine packing multiple suitcases and, and backpacks with heavy rocks or iron weights and then trying to run a marathon. How well do you think you will perform and how far will you get before becoming tired, exhausted, in, in pain and feeling like giving up? I, I, I quit. This is, this is too much for me to carry. It's time to unpack those bags. Even better, put them down and leave them be. Walk away into your purpose. Lastly, know this. You still have doubts. God will make a way. We serve a God who is omnipotent. That is to say, all powerful. There is no power greater than the God that we serve. Do you think anything on this planet, or even in this entire universe that he created, is more powerful than he? Man creates things that are more powerful than but not God. So if so, you're, you're sadly mistaken. How hard do you think uh, the God that created uh, the being and assigned the purpose needs to work to bring it to pass. If you said effortless, you were correct. The only thing standing in God's way is what he gave all of us, and that's free will. If you are in agreement with God's will, aligning your will with his, consider it done. In Isaiah chapter 43, verse 16 from the Amplified, it says, Thus says the Lord, who makes a way through the sea and a path through the mighty waters. So we, we should take great comfort from the act of God parting the Red Sea to allow his people to escape um, Pharaoh's army. You may be standing directly in front 
of your own Red Sea right now with the enemy fast approaching right on your tail, right on your heels, right there. Let me ask you, hasn't God shown himself to be true in your own life before? Be honest. I suspect not just once or twice or even a handful of times, uh, but occasions so plentiful, there are too many to count. If you ask yourself and answer honestly, is it the situation that you're facing or, or the lack of faith and belief that God is stronger and can take you through it, literally through it? And by that, I mean your willingness to embrace whatever may come God's way. If he's purposed you, if he's put you on this path, whatever occurs may need to come to path in order for his purpose to be, to be uh, fulfilled. Knowing that in, in being a faithful Christian believer led by the Holy Spirit, you are shielded and protected from harm and danger. In Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19, in the Amplified, it says, Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it and know it, and you will not give heed to it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. As for what you may be facing right now, for what uh, you have not seen yet, God is more capable of accomplishing the impossible. This is spoken of countless times in the Bible. I don't care what it was, is, looks like, or what you see. We serve a God capable of creating a river in a desert from nothing, no ocean, lake, or pond. God is able to provide a source of what you need, of life, when, and where you need it, every time, in every way, according to his will and his way. So I say, let go of who you once were. You are a new creation in God. Let go of those feelings you have for those who may have hurt you, negative feelings. God will heal all your wounds. Let go of past disappointments and failures. God has a plan for you, a plan to give you hope and a future. Let go of thoughts that do not serve you in your purpose as they are unholy. We make mistakes. God does not. Faith ignites, faith inspires, faith manifests. Believing is more potent than any effort you can expend on your own. Team God and you are unbeatable and unstoppable. To move forward, only hold on to your faith while letting go of every other hindrance, intentionally and on purpose. God, we, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this wonderful word, this inspiring, encouraging, invigorating word. Your promises laid before us that instill in us hope and, and belief 
and knowledge and wisdom and discernment so counter to the world's way and the message of the world. The world wants us to, to beat ourselves up. At the same time, it's beating us up. Well, we don't need to help the world. What we do need is to believe in you. We have turned our lives over to you, given our hearts and our minds to bear good fruit, to live pleasing in your sight, to do what it is that you created us. We were created for a purpose, you, the creator of all. And we thank you for the gift, the gift of mercy and grace, the gift of your son to spare us for sure, absolute death, the gift of salvation and the gift of eternal life. And God, if there's any that are listening to this who don't know you or looking to establish a relationship with you, I pray that they pray this introductory prayer, the beginning of the relationship with me right now to help them to begin that process. And that prayer goes like this, God, I know I am a sinner and I cannot save myself. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that your son, Jesus, died on the cross in my place for my sins so that I may be saved. And he rose again. I ask that you come into my heart. I accept your precious gift of salvation, victory over sin, and eternal life with you. This we ask and pray in your precious Son, Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you prayed that prayer, you have accepted the gift of Christ in your life. First step, step one. What it, what's next? What's next is to study, to read, to learn, to discern, to develop that relationship, to then welcome in the Holy Spirit, to allow the Spirit to lead and guide you, to be able to dispel the negative voices, both in your head and outside. There are people walking this earth who are highly negative, right? Having God in us helps us to be able to navigate through that. Get in the Word, study, read, learn, abide, and develop. And is as with any relationship, invest. And that is a return on investment like no other on the face of this planet. I just have one ask of you, and that is this. Please share this message with at least three people. Whether you're doing it on the website, on social media, podcasts, please just share it. You never know what impact you're going to help make in somebody else's life. I want to get the word, God's word out to his people. Thank you in advance for doing that. I want to thank you for joining us this Sunday. I thank you for your love and support. I hope you can join us again next Sunday. And until then, go and live your blessed life on purpose. Thank you for joining and worshiping with us today. I hope your soul was fed and thoughts stirred in the sharing of God's word and that today's message will inspire you to live a godly life. Whether viewing on our website or one of the social media platforms, we ask that you consider supporting our ministry with a donation of any size. To do so, please visit our website at www 
www.gwtcm.org. That's www.gwtcm.org. We appreciate you and your support. We look forward to sharing God's message with you again. Until then, be well, blessed, and live a life on purpose.